Hey, Joe, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Jordan? Uh, not much. Uh, what did you, when you went back and looked at it, I mean, what, do you, what did you see from your defense that you thought was the difference in, in stopping Russell Wilson? Yeah, I don't know if you completely stop Russell Wilson, but I think our guys did a good job playing with good fundamentals. I think all the good plays ultimately come down to good fundamentals. You know, you talk about hands, eyes, and feet. You know, we did a good job really stressing that this week. We do every week, but our guys did a great job of really carrying it over into the game. Talk about, you know, playing with your hands, disengaging off of blocks that help us get some pressure on at different times, help with the pass rush, help us scrape off and get to the runs. We talk about eyes and feet. And one thing that showed up on the tape was we had really good depth in our coverage, you know, both on the deep coverage and the underneath coverage. And it really allowed us playing with good eyes and zone vision to, you know, put our feet in the ground, break on it, get to the ball. We had multiple hats to the ball in almost every play. The guys broke with good angles, we tackled well in space. So to me, it all ties into fundamentals, Jordan. I mean, the scheme is the scheme. You know, we can do different things and try to create advantages for our guys. Ultimately, it comes down to fundamentals and players making plays, and they definitely did that yesterday. And knowing what you know at this point, uh, how confident do you feel that Daniel could play this week against Arizona? Well, I think we're going to give him every opportunity to go on the practice field this week and show that he can defend himself, you know, on the field properly. And uh, if that's the case, then we obviously want him to play. But we're going to make sure we do the right thing by him. Uh, look, I had to make the decision this week to go ahead and, you know, hold him out. Uh, he was a little disappointed because he's a competitive guy. But, you know, we've got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to get on the field. We'll see how he looks in there, and uh, we'll make the best decision for him going forward. Joe, did you guys uh, close the bar last night or what? Everyone's six feet apart in their own rooms, Tom, so, you know, <laughs> this wasn't the most exciting uh, slumber party. <laughs> Were there any other injuries other than Blake? There's always uh, some nicks and bumps of guys getting tied up. I'm going to check with the trainers before we leave here. We've had a couple guys get looked at this morning. A lot of guys getting treatment after the game. That's all kind of very normal. Uh, the advantage we had, you know, really last night over our normal game is instead of just getting on a plane and going home or leaving the stadium as a home game going home is we had guys come back to the hotel and go to the training room and get some extra treatment right away. So that gives a little better idea on the number of guys we're dealing with right there. Uh, we're hoping there's nothing serious. Doesn't look like there you know, necessarily is anything serious. Um, but we want to give them a day to kind of go ahead and see where they're at. A big test of it, Tom, will be when we come off this flight going back to see if any of the inflammation, you know, really increases with these guys through the flight back. So, you know, Wednesday practice-wise right now, the plan is to have a walkthrough day to let a lot of these guys calm down their bodies, get a lot of mental work. We'll see if we tie any live periods in there in terms of getting some tempo on the grass. But right now, you know, the focus is on a walkthrough to get a jump start on Cardinals coming forward. Hey, Joe. Uh, last night, Leonard said something that uh, caught my ear. He said that he, he, he knew more that this team was good when they were 1-7 and seven than right now when they're 5-7. and seven. Like, So when, when you hear something like that, like, what, what, what do you think? To be honest with you, I can give you the same answer. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of questions, obviously, early in the year about things like confidence on the team and you know, where are we going? And, and really our mindset here is just go back to work every week. And that's what we're going to do this week as well. Um, but the thing that's never changed with our players from day one of training camp all the way through now is the way they've come in on a daily basis and worked. And look, when things aren't going great and you hear a lot of noise on the outside, but internally everyone's working with good spirit, good focus and putting the team first, that's when you know you're on the right track. So yeah, I agree with what Leonard said. You know, it's when things are going wrong is really when you know about yourself. When things are going right, you know, it's easy for everyone to act like, you know, everything's, you know, on point. That's not always the case. But when you're facing adversity, you really find out what kind of character your team has, you know, and how you can overcome things together. George. Hey, Joe. Hey, Paul. Hey, I got two for you. Uh, uh, first of all, um, 
the um, the way you guys are relying on some rookies, you know, the the, the low drafted or non drafted rookies, Carter Coughlin, Cam Brown, uh, Tay Crowder, you know, Nico, um, is that by necessity mostly, or you know, I know you like to have a guys in uniform, you want them on the field, but you know, you like veterans in there too. So do you need these guys because you have to need them, or do you like these guys for some reason? We like them. They're good players. They're improving. They've shown us reason to put them on the field. You know, we've put them out there. They've made, you know, one play. So we give them an opportunity to make two plays. They've done that. And we're getting a lot of solid contributions from guys that are veterans, a lot of solid contributions, guys that are, you know, young guys, rookies. And look, I can't stress enough. I don't care how you get here. I don't care if you're, you know, a seventh round pick undrafted first round. It doesn't matter. Like that's all done. Once you get in the door, once you walk through the door, everyone's on level playing ground and, you know, you got there to practice, you have to earn every rep you get. And when you get on the field, you have to perform with it. So, Again, you know, I think our guys understand that, that, you know, everybody has the same chance every week of going out there and playing, and it all comes down to how they perform on the field and how they prepare. Thanks. And one more quick. Um, Will Hernandez never missed a snap in his career before this COVID hit him. Um, you know, you wanted to bring him back slowly after that. Now he's certainly back and ready to roll, and he's clearly the backup to Shane Lemieux getting most of the snaps. Um, what is it that Will Hernandez does not do that Shane does? And do you see this going forward as, you know, Hernandez getting 10, 15 snaps a game? Yeah, I may be screwed up. I don't really look at any of our players as starters or backups. I look at them as players for our team. So, you know, Will's doing a good job when he goes in there. He's making a solid contribution. You know, we kind of just rotate everyone through in the offensive line, especially, you know, Pert had a couple reps limited. He had a little tweak on his ankle yesterday, but was able to go back in. So that affected maybe some of his rep count right there. But really the focus for us on the offensive line right now is really just rotate these guys, keep them fresh, give us a chance to develop as many players as we can, and give us a chance of playing, you know, as fresh as we can through the stretch with the importance of winning the fourth quarter. Thanks, Joe. All right. Hey, Joe, one of the plays that stood out to me was maybe, you know, doesn't jump off the page, but <clears throat> it was a catch by Metcalf uh, with Bradbury coverage. And Metcalf delivered a pretty good stiff arm but Bradbury hung on, not only made the tackle, but you can see him reaching with his right hand and almost got the ball out. I'm curious if that play jumped off the tape to you as well when you rewatched it and what that says not only about Bradbury, but what, the, what you know, you're co coaching your players to be. Yeah, actually, me and Pat talked last night at length about that exact play. And it was a deal where Pat had saw highlights or something coming back on the bus and, and turned on the tape. And we had talked through different things we saw last night. And that was one of, the, one of the things that obviously that was highlighted in a lot of, you know, sports centers and different things like that as a big play. And look, that guy's a tremendous player, big, strong athlete. And, you know, James did a good job getting in there, finishing the tackle. But the attack on the ball with that punch out with his right hand and really jarring that ball loose, that, that could have been a huge play. But it just shows the focus, you know, that these guys have to finish. You know, the other play that jumped off the tape for me was you watch the interception that we threw. Now, we don't want to have any turnovers. Uh, but the thing that jumped out to me was, there's a lot of teams when that happens, we'll just let Adams run down the sideline and go ahead and finish with a touchdown. And we had 11 hats screaming to the ball and guys playing with effort with good pursuit angles down the field. And we were able to make that stop. And he stepped out of bounds a little bit earlier, gave us a little better field position. But ultimately, they came away on that drive with no points. So you just see the effort of guys finishing plays. And, you know, hey, look, it didn't go right on the interception. But, hey, they're going to hustle and they're going to finish the play. And the defense is going to go out there and they're going to stand up and they're going to get us off the field. John Rock. Joe, has, has this team come on faster than you thought or right on schedule or a little slower than you thought? Where, you know, where did you think you would be when, when the season began going into week 14? 
you know, I think each team's expectations and progress are, are unique. Um, I didn't really have a definite timetable, you know, in terms of where they need to be at certain points. There's still things we have, have a lot of improvement on and consistency going forward. We're far from where we need to be or want to be as a team. There's a lot of work ahead of us. Um, but I was pleased with the, the constant progress I saw. And there were times earlier in the season that, you know, you question, you know, okay, are we coaching it well enough to make sure they can get this, you know, the right way and execute it on the grass. And we go back and we find different ways of coaching things or maybe different ways of hitting individual players and making sure we get on the same page with it. But ultimately I like the progress they've made right here. I wouldn't say they're ahead of or behind any kind of a schedule. I just know that they come to work every day and improve and that's carried over on a weekly basis, Tom. And then can you just define what it means to, uh, for Daniel uh, to be able to defend himself? You're talking about being able to move out of the way of hits or, or absorb hits. How, what, what, how do you define that? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both, but really tying more into the mobility of it. You know, when there's pressure in the pocket, can he sidestep? Can he step up? If he has to leave the pocket and scramble, if the, there's a gap open for him to go ahead and tuck that ball and run to get a first down, are these things that we're okay with him doing and we're confident he's going to go out there and do it without getting hurt worse? So, you know, we talk about defending himself. I want to make sure that when his natural instincts kick in as a player – that he's not limited somehow physically where someone has an advantage over him on the field. You know, it's just not fair for us to do. These are great athletes on the field. They're playing very aggressive, and he's at the toughest position in terms of holding the ball every play, everybody trying to take your head off. So he's got to be able to have some kind of mobility, just sidestep the hit, step up in the pocket, you know, escape pressure and throw the ball away. And I've got to make sure we do the right thing by him of making sure we don't put him out there on the field where he can't do that and he's just a sitting duck. we got time for one more. Uh, Pat Leonard. Hey, Joe, two quick ones, if you don't mind. Um, you know, Jabril mentioned yesterday that you guys have wanted to be an ascending team. And I know you constantly talk about getting better every week, just focusing on that week. But I think every team tries to do that. But you guys seem to actually be doing it. And I'm wondering, what, what is, uh, is there a secret to kind of making sure or how do you coach guys so that every week things are cleaned up? Because it's one thing to tell a guy, listen, here's the corrections you have to make, but it's another to do it across the board with a team so that when you get past Thanksgiving, they're actually playing their best, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Thing number one, you know, from a coaching standpoint, we have to make sure that we're identify identifying what players do well and don't do well, and we put them in a position to play their strengths. That's number one. Number two, I think when you talk to the players, you have to give them the big picture scope of what we're doing as a team well, how we have to play each game, and what's expected for us to have success. And then directly with each individual player, you have to show them what they have to improve on and you have to give them video evidence of how it has to be better and how they can do it. You know, that being said on the field, I don't think you can ever leave that training camp mindset where you have to emphasize fundamentals and technique on a daily basis. And you have to stay sharp on that. A lot of times you get to this point in the season, it becomes so much about scheme. And what you see is when you come out of training camp early in the season, there's not as much scheme involved, but the, the fundamentals have to improve. You get to October and beginning of November, the scheme has come more together as a team and maybe the fundamentals have improved to a degree, but it's kind of leveled off. When you get to the back end of the season, you have a mix of two different types of teams. You have teams that continue to improve schematically and fundamentally, and you have other teams that have overloaded schematics, forgot about fundamentals, and they fall off. So while they may have a great scheme on the grass, they can't make a tackle, can't finish a block, can't hold on the ball with ball security, can't deliver a throw in pressure situations. So the fundamentals have to always be there to be a hmm. successful team. And just following up on that, when you show a guy how something needs to be done, are you digging into tape of guys you've coached in the past of Hall of Famers and the way they do it? Are you, are you choosing more like tape of one of their teammates doing it in practice? How does that, how does that go? 
whatever we can show to help them, whatever we can show. I don't care if it's, you know, VHS tape from, you know, the eighties. I, I don't care if it's their teammate doing it, you know, the week before, I don't care if it's them doing a training camp and trying to get them back to what they were doing before. It's whatever, whatever's necessary. Now, ideally you want to be able to show visual evidence of them doing it, you know, so they can see how they did it right and how they did it wrong. But if it's a new scheme or a new technique, you've got to go outside, you know, the immediate source and find something for them to look at visually and say, okay, that's what he means. Now I got to paint that, that mental picture that when I have one word for a technique, they know exactly what that means, you know, what their adjustments with that technique have to be.